Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 344 featuring David Siegel, Executive Director, and David Voldemuth, VFX Studio Lead and Teacher over at Exceptional Minds, an amazing organization that we got acquainted to during the 24 Hours of Chaos, but did a uh, decided to do a long form uh, an, an interview with them. Kristen, tell us a little bit. First of all, tell our audience what Exceptional Minds is and then talk about our guests after that. Okay. Um, so Exceptional Minds, it's an academy and studio that prepares young adults um, on the autism spectrum for careers in animation, visual effects, 3D gaming, and just all sorts of places in the entertainment industry. Um, right. So we had... Uh, two Davids on. So Mm -hmm. David Siegel, uh, their executive director, uh, he came from like marketing at Disney, kind of traveling all over the world doing that, came to Exceptional Minds and his son, which was a huge inspiration for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will let, like that story is just really awesome. So I'll I'll let you guys hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then David uh, Walgamuth, uh, he has come from the film industry, working at Bad Robot and Marvel um, and just the way he's able to connect with the students, even David Siegel says this, um, it's amazing. It's, it's like on a professional level, but also uh, the teachers are also a mentor and friend to them. Um, yes. And uh, what Exceptional Minds just also does, they David Siegel says, um, they're not just creating machines to go into work at these studios. They're um, trying to create well-rounded people. So, And, and everyone loves being there. At Isaiah, who's on 24 Hours of Chaos, like, it was so wonderful, like hearing what he had to say and where he's now working. So, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, these kids are very gifted in a lot of ways and it can really definitely serve the industry. But that, what I also thought was amazing is that he talks about how not only does he prepare the students to work in the industry, but he also prepare, prepares the companies to work with these students as well. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you know, you know, even though they, they are able to, fu- uh, to, to function really well and do, what, do their job, there's a certain level of communication and a certain level of education that the, that their, the, the businesses need to know how to communicate effectively with, the, uh, with, uh, with these great people. So I, it's a, just a great organization. Uh, some of the stats and things he, uh, that uh, David Siegel says are incredible. And also mm-hmm. David Volgamuth, you know, how he learned learned how to work with these students and how to teach them very specifically and very individually. Uh, it's it's such a great thing. And I'll tell you this, I am definitely inspired. I, hopefully you guys will be inspired when you hear this, that you will want to be uh, involved with them and help them out and, and, and contribute uh, to, to this organization in some way. So make sure and check out our podcast page for links on how to get in touch with them and how to be part of this uh, this movement to, to sort of help these uh, help these great uh, people sort of go out there and, and serve uh, you know the visual effects and gaming industry uh, and in animation industry. So really great to have them, uh, and I, I thank both Davids uh, for for being on for sure. Uh, Kristen, we don't have any specific announcements right now, but if people want to check them out, they can just go to chaosgroup.com/events. But if people want to know more about the podcast, where can they go? You can go to facebook.com slash cggaragepodcast or chaos.com slash cggarage. And if you'd like to watch us, go to youtube.com slash chaosgrouptv. Perfect. And if you guys have any ideas or any thoughts or you know feedback on this podcast or other episodes we've done, please let us know. Labs at chaosgroup.com is our email, and we would love to hear your thoughts on that, especially if you have ideas for guests. We always are looking for great ideas for guests, so make sure and email us, labs at chaosgroup.com, and we're definitely reaching out to some of those potential guests for sure. Uh, other than that, if you guys uh, would love to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd always uh, welcome that. And as well, of course, share us with all of your friends <laughs> and family if they're interested in <laughs> finding out more about CG Garage. But with that being said, please enjoy episode number 344, David Siegel and David Volgamuth from Exceptional Minds. Welcome to another CG Garage where the chaos group talks. You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops. We're gonna fire off rays in high dynamic range. We know that ambient occlusion is passe. Global illumination won't lead you astray. And while image-based lighting is really swell, 
You need to make sure everything has for now. So, so listen, uh, I, I really appreciate you guys doing this. And thanks for uh, also, uh, David, for, uh, for being on Exceptional Minds. Uh, sorry, on uh, uh, 24 Hours of Chaos and telling us a little bit about yeah. Exceptional Minds there, um, which is great. But I thought that we really should have a more in-depth look at what you guys are doing and what, how special this, this, this uh, program into school is and uh, what you're able to do uh, with all these great minds. Um, and, and, and I'd love to, to sort of do a little bit more. But before we jump too much into this, let's give a quick introduction to who you, who you are and, and you know, how you got into this. And, and, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your, the goals of your program. So uh, let's go with David Siegel. Let's go with you first, if that's okay. All right. Well, how much, how much time do we have here? We have an hour, but we can go longer. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I mean, listen, I've I, I've come from a very different world, but the worlds uh, that I come from sort of collided that uh, resulted in me being here. You know, I had two tours of duty at Disney and more recently was uh, leading marketing for one of the animation teams at Disney and just had the time of my life and was traveling the world, presenting strategy and creative for the, for the Walt Disney Company and, um, you know, learning the finer art of, of animation and uh, loving every second of it. Really challenging role and leading an awesome team. Um, and along the way, I mean, something very profound happened to my family. And this was our six-year-old son discovered he had a friend with a rare disease. And he came to my wife and I uh, and said, hey, I've got this friend. And I'd love to give him my piggy bank and he's holding his like little you know metal piggy bank and he hands it to us and says i, I want to want you all to give this to my friend and make him better and of course my wife and i were, were so sort of impressed with one another and the compassionate child that we raised we weren't actually <laughs> yeah. paying any attention to the kid you know down below saying hey guys i want to do this and so you know we thought we would give him some really great advice you know i was you know a marketer at disney and my wife was a producer and 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 you know it's it was how could we not you know commence with amazing wisdom. And we said things like lemonade stand and, and bake sale. He thought these were horrible ideas. He didn't say it, but he was in his eyes saying, I want to do something that scales. Anyway, long story short, he decided he wanted to write a book and um, create little characters and, and drawings and uh, called it chocolate bar, his expression for awesome. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and he ended up through his own sheer will and velocity, uh, ended up selling 50,000 copies of the book and raised a million and a half dollars. And in Are doing so, yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild. It was, it was, <laughs> wow. it, was it was a wild time. His, his adorable little itty bitty drawings, uh, that, yeah. that probably could be very much enhanced by some of your software, uh, you know, definitely brought to life, uh, the, the sort of perils of this disease and whatnot. Anyway, the, the, the sort of net net here is that, you know, it, it took my family on a, a very different course, a very different adventure. And that adventure was, you know, a pro-social cause-based social impact journey. And we traveled the country with him and rode his coattails as he spoke to large audiences about what his mission was. And, you know, by the time he was eight years old and raised all this money, I had realized that, listen, this little kid could achieve greatness at this age and use his voice for change, what am I doing? Like, why don't I step up and do something that could really make impact? So, um, you know, lo and behold, I sort of pivoted my career and was up for a couple of really interesting roles in the nonprofit space um, based mm -hmm. on my sort of, you know, verve and excitement around what he had done. And Exceptional Minds was, was one of them. And they brought me in to do partnerships and I absolutely fell in love. I'd never seen anything like this before. I, I walked in and I met artists like Xavier, who had spent three years commuting back and forth to Exceptional Minds five days a week for four hours a day. Uh, not unlike your commute, Dave. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it was remarkable to see his dedication, his devotion, and his, his sheer obsession with, with realizing his ambitions. And this is a, a man who, you know, in his 20s really felt hopeless and didn't really feel he had direction as someone with autism. Um, and when he discovered his, his love of and talent in the art space, particularly in visual effects, um, Exceptional Minds answered his call. And within three years, he had finished the course, the, the, the classes and graduated. And he's now at Marvel in his third year. So after learning about stories like this, after seeing that there's an academy that trains these young adults um, for careers in visual effects and animation, after learning that we have this incredible studio that provides jobs and opportunity to learn more and to thrive in that space uh, and, and then see some of them go on to places like Marvel or Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. It, it is just a miracle to me. And so I had to be a part of it. 
I, I had the sort of honor of getting that role in, in um, partnerships. And then the, the board came to me and, and offered me the opportunity to lead the organization. And I started last January in 2020 as, as the executive director. And I've uh, somewhat been leading in, in a bit of crisis ever since, given the pandemic hit shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into all the details, but it's just been an incredible ride. And um, we have the good fortune of working with people like David W. here on, on, the, on, the, on the show, who has brought incredible things to the organization. And I look forward to talking about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll definitely get more into what the organization is and how it, how it serves the community. But uh, it is, uh, that is quite an amazing story. Uh, that, thank you for sharing that. Now, David, you, you've actually come from the industry, right? You're, you're a visual effects artist. You've worked in the industry. Uh, I think you mentioned you worked at ILM before. Is that correct? Uh, not ILM. I work with them in conjunction with Bev Robot over uh, as oh, far as their right. in-house team uh, with JJ okay. Abrams. And uh, I worked over at uh, Marvel as well, and mm-hmm. a few other studios uh, throughout, and just uh, kind of been working uh, on TV and film uh, the past couple of years. So. Right. So you you have a, you have a, a strong visual effects background, and you've sure. been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. how what is it? You know, obviously. People, a place like uh, uh, Exceptional Minds needs needs people like you to teach them how to do the things that you do. So, how, what is your role there? Are you a teacher, or are you a mentor, or, or what, what? How does that work for you? Uh, pretty much all of the above. Uh, so, okay. the vision that that we have for the studio is to not only like educate them and get them up to a level where they can go outside these walls and and uh, do well at another facility, uh, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to cultivate the their ability to work more independently and to get their skill base up. And so my like my day to day is teaching them different techniques, techniques that are used in the industry currently, uh, teaching them the newer techniques that are coming out, talking to them about the different softwares, and you know showing them how to work through a visual effects pipeline. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, how long have you worked in the industry? Over 15 years now. Okay. All right. So you've been doing this yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about exceptional minds and 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 what is you know uh, what it is because it is definitely something that's very special. I've heard about it uh, in the in the past. I know that these are definitely uh, the people that you guys are bringing into the school are people that are very special and that have an ability that is uh, not always recognized and not no, no one really knows how to how to work with people with those abilities. Uh, and it seems like it totally made sense to me when I heard about what this school was. Like, of course, this is perfect. Like, there's so many things that they can do and they have the ability and the concentration to do something uh, that is sometimes very hard for other people <laughs> that don't have those exceptional minds. So let's talk a little bit about the, the mission of the school and what is it what it's uh, what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was founded about 10 years ago uh, by members of, of some production teams here in, in L.A. in the entertainment industry, and they had kids with autism, and they were very concerned about the services cliff, you know, that cliff at 18 years old that, that so many people with autism fall off of when certain services and support systems are no longer made available to, to people on the spectrum. Um, and what are we going to then do with our kids? They're 18, they're, they should be gainfully employed, they should be going out and either going to school and learning a trade. What do we do? And so often, um, you know, those things were not availed to, to their kids. And so they said, you know what, we, being in the arts, uh, feel like we have an edge in, in terms of knowing a, a, a thing or two about the, the production space and the post-production space. Why don't we, uh, who happen to have kids that are naturally gifted and inclined towards the creative, create a school where we can teach them the finer points of visual effects, animation, uh, post-production, and see if that's something that, that, that will stick with them. And absolutely, highly attentional, um, really gifted in terms of creative and technology. It, it made perfect sense to explore that sort of thing. Now, you would also say, wow, they chose the most challenging industry on the planet Earth to mm-hmm. try to build a school around, especially for people that are that are neurodiverse, but they also know that those challenges could be overcome by people on the spectrum, given the, the kinds of skill sets um, that, that they bring to the table. So, you know, 10 years ago, the school was founded and by 2014, you know, the first class had graduated and actually one of those graduates works at Marvel still. 
today. Mm-hmm. And so it was a bit of a success right out of the gate. But what they realized was upon graduation, where were all these students going to go? Uh, some of them, of course, prevail and go on to incredible careers and others, you know, it takes a moment. And so they said, why don't we look at building a studio? And the first studio that they stood up uh, was a visual effects studio, namely because uh, one of the one of the members of the founding team was a visual effects uh, expert and guru in the industry, uh, Susan Zwerman. And she knew exactly how to spin up a visual effects studio and knew exactly how to start procuring work, uh, provided the talent that was going to do that work was up to snuff. And it, it very much was. So uh, Marvel was one of our very first clients, and they've been an incredible hmm. one ever since. Uh, but that's really the genesis uh, of, of exceptional minds, you know, really just trying to find outlets for people with autism and underrepresented, very marginalized, uh, oftentimes group of people who are so often incredibly talented and have so much to offer. It's just about how do you channel that talent into something and the talent happens to be really well challenged, channeled into, uh, you know, the arts, the digital arts in, in particular. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, yeah, the fact that you guys are also a studio to make sure that they have the ability to practice is is, is great. Uh, and what are the, I mean, when you build a studio, I mean, David, I'm assuming that you also uh, work at that studio as well. Is that correct, David? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're teaching and you work at the studio at the same time. Is that correct? Yeah, like yeah, like basically my day to day is is uh, I have about six artists right now down in the studio. And, you know, we give them shots. We're working on uh, three different shows currently. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll take those shots in. We'll ingest them. I'll set up our base comp uh, script with them. And then we'll start going through the process of uh, turning out those shots for the client. So uh, to get, you know, right into it, they, they start learning how to work with a client, uh, work under deadlines, work with, um, with uh, uh, a certain amount of, of um, speed as well as uh, attention to detail because um, we're held to the same standards as every other artist that's out there. So we, our work has to be on point. So that's my job is to teach them up how to, how to get them there and, and how to get, get there at a reasonable time and pace and, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, now, 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 uh, David Siegel, <laughs> you'd mentioned uh, you'd mentioned uh, uh, that uh, you know it's very hard for uh, people in the spectrum to find employment at the age of eighteen. Right. So what what generally what is the what are some of the things that happen generally to people with autism? Do, what are, they, do they find job? What kind of jobs do they find that are that are that can accommodate their needs? Yeah, it's actually a really staggering statistic. So you know you you may not know, but one in fifty four. Uh, people born in the United States uh, are on the autism spectrum. And um, by the age of 18, as, as we've talked about, when those services start to sort of deteriorate or run out, um, unemployment and underemployment is, is really rampant in, in this population and in the, in the autism community. Um, there's nearly a million people that are going to be unemployed with autism at work-ready age of 18 in the next couple of years. And that is just unacceptable. It's an, it's a tremendous strain on the economy. It's over the last 30 years, it's been several trillion dollars um, of strain on the economy and there's absolutely no excuse for it. Um, there's always going to be people all over the place with whatever the condition may be that are just unable to work, but there's too many people with autism that are able to work. And while we're not going to be able to employ or help to employ or help to procure employment for a million people, we're certainly going to, to do it for the number that we serve uh, at exceptional minds. So yes, un- unemployment and underemployment is is a huge issue. And that's the reason why we started this nonprofit. We are here to uh, try to help as many young people that are, uh, you know, over the age of 18 and have a certificate of completion of high school. And of course, a diagnosis of autism to come in and get down to work and learn a trade and graduate successfully either into where, you know, where David W works in our studio mm-hmm or as we talked about in outside employment. And that's that's what we do all day long. That's why we're here. We're here for outcomes. We're here to make sure that, that these young adults are leaving here with the tools they need to be employed. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, it's very true. Now, now you you did say is like we cannot employ a million people in the industry, right? <laughs> that's that's right. true. But there's right. got to be uh, there, I mean 
I know it's teach what you know, which is a good thing. But when they founded the school, they were teaching people uh, uh, visual effects. I think that there's definitely, you know, listen, I, I've worked in the visual effects industry for a long time. I definitely feel that there is, uh, uh, you know, and I've met people with, with, with on the spectrum as well. And I know that those that they're 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 uh, the way that they think is extremely attention detailed in a lot of ways, right? Because mm -hmm. that helps sometimes the, the focused attention actually helps calm their calm them down in some in some situations, sure. which I think is wonderful because when you stare at pixels all day long, that's that's mm -hmm. paying attention to things, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's there that when I when you know that again, like I said, when I when I saw what you guys are doing, it's like that sounds great. But there's got to be other ways. Have you have is there other trades that you guys are considering that would uh, you guys would possibly expand into other things besides visual effects because of the the skills you do or do you think that visual effects well right now in LA I guess that's that's something that you guys are doing as well yeah I, I mean listen we have as robust a animation department and 3d and gaming department as we do visual effects so you know the the expansion began a couple of years ago after the visual effects studio really took off and and you know had some wings an animation department was brought in and, you know, we brought in a, a really seasoned veteran named Hallie Hoffman, who uh, is just a just a creative visionary and really passionate about this uh, this organization and the people that he helps to serve. But animation has been a tremendous boon for us. And, and as you know, through the pandemic, animation did not slow down. And right. we just finished a two and a half minute short for Sesame Street that we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to roll out in early October uh, in a special screening, which we're really excited about. So. Are we looking at other industries beyond beyond visual effects, beyond gaming, beyond 3D, beyond animation? Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that the sky for us is not the limit. I think we can go much further than that. And I think that, you know, it's going to require over the next five years um, a really intense look at our strategic plan in terms of how we're going to scale. Uh, speaking of scale, this organization, but in a very mm -hmm. thoughtful, very methodical kind of way, because we are not the kind of radical hockey stick growth that we're going for is going to be 2x, meaning we're going to be able to bring in twice the number of students and graduate that number of students, um, which for us is radical hockey stick growth. We're, yeah. we're dealing with human beings. We're not scaling widgets here. So by, by yeah. doubling is very, very ambitious. And it's going to give David W. plenty of amazing artists to work with so that they right. can all earn, you know, closer to, you know, they can all learn or earn wage, earn more wages and, uh, we can bring in more opportunities of work for them, and they can all move on to amazing jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds that's actually. What is your current scale, and what is your ambitious ambition scale? Yeah, I mean, listen, we we serve close to uh, three hundred participants a year, whether it be part time or full time. So okay. if we can get to double or more in in that range in the next three to five years, that's huge. That is absolutely that's huge. huge. And yeah. there it's is going a to, lot yeah. of visual effects studios, <laughs> right? So we're going to be we're going to be arming uh, the studios around town and the vendors. And by the way, Fortune 500 companies everywhere uh, with amazing talent. You know, I don't want to discount the fact that when you look at, you know, you can look at Ernst and Young, or you can look mm -hmm. at Salesforce, or you can look at Microsoft, or you can look at, uh, you know, Hilton. These are all companies that have major marketing departments and they all need skilled artists and storytellers. So, I, you know, we never want to limit the potential of our artists to just, you know, a few of the major studios and the vendors around town. We want to spread the wealth and these artists have that capacity. So obviously we focus on the entertainment business and our relationships with, with you know, companies like Disney, uh, Netflix, Warner Media, Nickelodeon and through, through Viacom, CBS. They're all profound and right. their financial and, um, you know, resource support is, you know, unwavering. And we're very, very fortunate to have that because we can't achieve our five-year growth plans without the investment from our partners who are building our nonprofit to a place where we can actually achieve that growth. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Now, David, I want to talk to you a little bit about the, you know, your your experience in the school. So had you had experience with people uh, on the spectrum in the, before you joined the school? Uh, no, um, I, oh, okay. I, um, uh, I was working for, um, it was, uh, American hustle, uh, was the movie. And one of the, one of the, my supervisors on the show, uh, has a son that's actually here at the studio. And so I learned about it through, through him. Um, and, 
I've never worked with anyone that was autistic before uh, coming here, and so it's been a it's been a huge growing uh, opportunity for myself uh, just to learn how to communicate and how to work with each of the artists because every artist has their own little uh, different way of learning picking up things, and you have to explain each one uh, each scenario different to each person, which is great. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been an awesome uh, experience so far. So it's just been great. Yeah, I can imagine that's been a challenge. I mean, to, to learn that. And how long? I mean, I mean, how long have you been at the school now? I think you might have mentioned it before. Uh, yeah, I've been here about six months now. Um, six months. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I'm actually, I, I come from teaching as well. Um, I taught oh, okay. down down Florida at a different school and and stuff like that. Uh, so, like, I'm very well versed in teaching visual effects, but um, you know, just throwing another. Um, you know, the autism was just another uh, step for me to to grow as a teacher and as an artist uh, and to help. So this has been a great. Experience. What were some of the big challenges that that you had to undertake when you you know to, for your for your teaching abilities with with people with autism in terms of how you communicate with them specifically? Sure. Uh, like when I give like little mini lectures in the studio of a technique. Uh, Sometimes I have to go through and uh, go to each person's desk and kind of show them each a different style of picking up the, that technique. So I might have to go and actually uh, show them like visually. Uh, some cases I have to write it down uh, so they can read it and for them to analyze it. And in some cases, it's just a matter of doing a little bit of both uh, and to kind of sit down with the artist and and go with their pace and and learning how to adjust for each artist. So that's been the, the biggest uh, growth and uh, for me as a uh, as working through all this. Right. I mean, let me, let me, let me tell you, let me jump in. Let me tell you something about David W. I mean, this is, this is someone who came in here cold without the knowledge of, of autism that, that, you know, one would expect one might come with to exceptional mm -hmm. minds, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for experts in their fields who are compassionate, who are empathic and can, can work, you know, with with people of, of all sort of different walks of life or from all different walks of life. And what I'll tell you about David, I mean, this is something that we saw early on. He he connects personally and he he connects authentically. And there was an artist in the studio who had a passion for chess. And uh, he discovered that early on because he act, he relates to the students and he talks to them and he finds they're, they're the artists and he finds out what interests them. And he just he gets into their into their sort of um, lives, not just as an instructor, but as, you know, a mentor and a leader. And he discovered this, this chess affinity and he's playing mm -hmm. chess now once a week, if not more with this particular artist. And what an incredible thing, because that's how we make these, that's how we make it work. We are not here to um, create machines that are going to finish the work for Marvel. We're here to create um, incredibly well-rounded people who can, yes, finish the work for Marvel, but can also have fun doing it and can relate to their boss and their supervisor and can share with their boss their vulnerabilities or their interests. And I think for David to, to have come in so quickly and realize this and to relate at that level, I think is incredibly awesome. And it's exactly what we're looking for and the kinds of people that we work with here. Because it's if you can't do that, then then what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, it, I think that's great. And I think they're just, uh, you know, David David W, you're a very generous person for giving your time and to to realize you know the, the what you're doing and to helping uh, these great people out. But I do think you know, and then there's got they do have something a little bit special as well, you know, that makes the their their the way that their their thought process uh, has is is a little bit different in certain cases than than other people may. Do do you find that you have found certain things that like you know they're act, most of the people that come out of this school are actually better at this than most other artists I know. There's got to be something that you feel that they've able to offer in that way. What what do you what would you say that's true? Yeah, I, I would say that like each artist is going to have their own like little specialty um, and. Mm -hmm. They, they lock onto something and that could be uh, like painting out something and making it pixel perfect. And it's like, mm -hmm. whoa, like that's amazing. You know, and um, it could also be as something as simple as doing some tracking and, and they're going through and they're, they're matching um, the pixels to pixels and making sure everything is working perfectly with the track 
um, it's a, like they have like tend to have attention to detail that is is very inspiring actually um, right. because it, they they go, they shoot for perfection every single time and you know and you know sometimes you have to rein that in because it could get you know down into the void there and and just <laughs> try to get hit every single pixel perfect and so you know there's a little bit of uh, knowing when to say when is enough um, but. Yeah, I would say. I think all artists have that problem. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, for I, sure. I remember working when I, you know, when I was back working for Disney and for Pixar. You know, the <laughs> the big joke at Pixar was always, you know, the movie's never finished; it just has to be delivered. So, <laughs> yep. you know, you have to pry yeah, it out of their sure. hands to get it released and distributed. But uh, I mean, I feel like that's that's sometimes what what we're working with with these artists as well. They 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 want to deliver at a level that is just, uh, you know, uncompromised. And, and sometimes you have to just let them know that it is done and we are good. You can deliver. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now you guys have a lot of, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned you guys are a, a nonprofit and you guys have some, some great, uh, uh, sponsors that have, uh, that, that must've, you know, helped you through the, through the years and probably continuing to help you. Um, uh, but how, how, tell us a little bit about, about that, how, how you guys are funded and, 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 and how you guys are, are paying for your studio and, and, and getting things going. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I when I came aboard, I really like, like I said, I was really excited about kind of what the model was too, because you're looking at a tuition based organization that has this robust academy and, and part time program as well that that generates you know the, the revenue needed to sustain that part of the organization, and then you also have this studio again, this self fulfilling prophecy where you know graduates go and work and they're getting paid work from like we talked about Disney and Marvel mm-hmm. and Warner and Universal and, you know, you, Paramount, you name it, we're doing work for them. And we've worked on every uh, MCU, every Marvel movie since, gosh, I think it might have been, uh, you know, Avenger. I mean, I, I think 2014, 2015. So, you know, mm-hmm. the work's incredible there and that's very sustaining. And even through the pandemic, uh, you know, especially Marvel and Netflix and a few others, Amblin were really generous in terms of how much work they were giving us on the title side because we could still do titles because uh, we weren't constrained to being on, on campus all of the time. And we weren't constrained by some of the, 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 the security restrictions that come from Disney and Marvel and some of the shots that we do. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, there's the fundraising side and the, the you know, partnership side. And yes, you know, working very closely with companies like Disney who understand that while they're very generous in the amount of shots that they might give us in a year, that doesn't pay the bills. That actually isn't even something that we break even on. We actually lose money when we work for the studios, but that's okay because we're a learning organization. Um, so we have to go back to our partners like the Disney's and the Warner Media's of the world and say, listen, thank you for the work and keep it coming. And wouldn't we love to have a minimum guarantee of that work, but mm-hmm. please look to your corporate side, your diversity and inclusion and CSR corporate social responsibility side to make sure that they're helping to fund us and sustain us. Because at the end of the day, we're helping to create a very diverse employment pool that those studios can dip into for their diverse and inclusive hiring practices. So it's a really sort of synergistic relationship where we're cultivating the kind of talent they're looking to hire both out of our studio and just out of our graduate pool. And that's incredibly important. You also look at, you know, our, our software partners, uh, you know, speaking of software, right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're very close with Adobe who is incredibly generous and has been a foundational partner of ours for many, many years. And we couldn't go on without them. I mean, you know, their software is is at the baseline, is at the foundation of, of everything that's built upon it. Um, and their financial contributions are sustaining as well. Um, we also have a mandate that we don't pay for software. And that's a really important mandate to stick to because we could not afford the millions of dollars of software that, that go into powering us at every level if we had to pay right. for it. And so the, 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 the software companies understand that. And, you know, um, between the studios and the software companies and the generous you know, donations from individuals, from major donors, from anonymous donors who come in and really want to support what we do, autism foundations um, and, you know, high net worth individuals and, you know, corporate um, partners that aren't just involved in the hardware and the entertainment space. Uh, we, we can't live without them. And um, it's that mix that, you know, rolls up into our sustainability. And let me tell you something, that five year plan I mentioned earlier can't be funded uh, without, you know, all of this tremendous influx of support and a whole lot more that's going to have to build upon that in the next five years. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's incredibly right. You know, with, with with those staggering statistics that you shared with us, one in 54 people born in this country, uh, uh, you know, diagnosed of being on the spectrum, that's got to be a it's a big responsibility for us as a society to find uh, to find uh, you know uh, uh, opportunities for those people. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah. it's really fantastic what you're doing. So, uh, or it's really great. I also love the fact that you guys are like right away just getting them to work so that you know you can prove to people that these people are ready to work right away right. you know uh and and that's really really cool i mean obviously you know uh, i want to bring awareness to this as much as possible that's just why i'm trying to put you guys on this podcast and people can can do more about it but uh can you share a little bit with people you know what you know that might be listening what 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 can be some of their opportunities both in terms of contributing and helping uh educating as well as if they may know someone who has uh who's on the spectrum who who could say, hey, this could be a great opportunity for this kid to, to, to do something in the school. I mean, I'd love to let them know about all the opportunities that you guys have to offer here. Yeah, I mean, there's this great story over the summer, <clears throat> earlier, well, maybe it was even the, the spring of this year, um, a gentleman named Ryan, Ryan Lowry, posted a really beautiful letter on LinkedIn, basically mm -hmm. saying, I am on the autism spectrum. I am a passionate animator. I want you the proverbial you, whoever that may be that he was speaking mm -hmm. to on, on LinkedIn, to hire me. I am reliable. I have incredible attention to detail. I can learn what I need to learn, and I will be a great worker, and I'll be loyal. And, um, well, it broke the Internet. It was a massive, massive viral moment, so, mm -hmm. so, so massive that LinkedIn shut off his account because they thought it was a fraudulent account. So, wow. Once, yeah, so the story here is that we saw that post. Actually, one of our partners – uh, at, at, uh, is it method? Um, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was, it was Aaron Perry, uh, formerly mm -hmm. of deluxe who came to us and said, have you seen this? And we said, it's just, it, it, it's mind blowing. We're going to sort of reach out and just say hello. And we did. And Ryan's family wrote back and said, you're like the answer to our prayers. You are animation. You are, you know, vocational workforce development you could help him get a job. Wow. So lo and behold, we, through the help of Aaron Perry and his incredible team, uh, Stereo D, they donated the money that, that financed Ryan's uh, summer workshop program experience. And he took eight weeks of animation courses at our, uh, in our virtual, you know, in our virtual school over the summer. And he's right. now in our fall, pro he's now working through our fall part-time program. So this is like this incredible story of just authenticity of reaching out for LinkedIn, putting yourself out there and self-advocating and screaming into a megaphone that we heard and we answered his call. Um, but there are so many opportunities and so many different areas uh, to support us. And obviously, you know, exceptional-minds.org and all the donations that can come in, but also just as important are all the volunteer opportunities that we do offer, you know, our studio partners and, um, you know, whoever wants to come in and maybe give us a lecture on the finer points of resume writing or uh, mock interviewing. DreamWorks has always been so great at coming in and giving us um, coaching on, you know, how to approach the job market, as has, you know, Nickelodeon, for example. Um, we also offer employer employer education where we go in and help educate studios and, and partners, uh, vendors, et cetera, on how to work with people on the autism spectrum, because Xavier who's now at Marvel, as I mentioned, doesn't get dropped on Marvel's doorstep and we say good luck. There's an advanced right. team that really works with Marvel to make, make the fit work and to cultivate that relationship through its duration. So there's, there's, there's those sorts of things. There's just the donating of time to, to come in and, you know, give us a, you know, a, a great perspective on a piece of software. You know, if Chaos wanted to come in and talk about you know, how to use V-Ray, right? And, mm -hmm. and why it's, it, and what its benefits are Etc. That's something that we're always open to. Um, you know, we worked with Adobe on on an initiative where you know we were part of a of a of a live event that they streamed. We were also part of Adobe Max. Um, you know, we're we're working with Disney on some really cool things right now that we can't wait to talk about. Um, Warner Media, like what an incredible partnership this has been as well. Cartoon Network has given us a certain number of minutes of original content time that our students and our artists are working in right now to develop original content that's going to be distributed across uh, Cartoon Network's channels. Netflix has come in as a partner uh, and built with us this bespoke mentorship program uh, where we've got 35 of our students partnered 
uh, with 35 of their mentees. And they're teaching right. our students kind of how to work within the animation structure at Netflix. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, there's so many great opportunities. Uh, right. You're going to have to stop me. No, absolutely. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I we have a lot of, you know, you guys are based in, in Los Angeles. Although at the, these days, it doesn't really matter where you're geographically based with the <laughs> pandemic. But, uh, but, but we do have a lot of people who listen to this and they're great educators and they're great contributors and, and great speakers. Uh, and I'd love that for them to say, Hey, you know what? I can donate some of that knowledge to this, to this cause yeah. and to these people. And I think, you know, people who can talk <clears throat> about, to talk about lighting, as you mentioned, you know, that would be a yeah. great thing. And I just want them to find, say, Oh, you know, this is what I can do. This is what I can do to help out. You know, if uh, go beyond, go beyond the dollars as well, you can do dollars are always great, but you know, go beyond the dollars and give your time to that it would be a fantastic thing. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, a great example uh, was actually two examples. Toon Boom, as you may know, um, mm -hmm. you know, they had a, a new piece of, of storyboard software coming out last summer as well, or maybe it was before. And they came to us and said, we'd love to teach you how to use this new piece of software. And in success, we'll have you produce a piece of content that we could then use to showcase our relationship and also showcase the efficacy of the software and showcase the efficacy of you know, a group like yours with autism and their ability mm -hmm. to access the software. And it was this incredible trifecta of magic where we had our, our artists learn the software. They then produced the content. That content was then distributed across Toon Boom's platforms and our own and served as this great calling card for what we do and what Toon Boom does. So, right. it, you know, anything that we could we can think of creatively to, to bring, you know, the collaborative spirit together is great. Yes, the money is awesome. But we're not we're not the kind of nonprofit that is hat in hand going, put money in our hat. We're going to disappear. Like we, there has to be utility right. in the relationship or or what's what's the point of the relationship? We really want it to work both ways. Yeah. And I think it's also really nice that you guys are, you know, a nonprofit and that you have all of these industries that are not necessarily that are competitors that are coming to you from all angles because of the unique nature of what you guys are doing. So, uh, you know, I know I, this town is, can be a little competitive sometimes <laughs> in terms of the studios, right. yeah. but it's really nice that like, no, no, they're all coming to you because you guys are a central good cause for everyone. So I think that yeah. that's a, that's a wonderful relationship. And, and I don't want to forget we're a great cause. And, you know, Marvel came to us that first time to give us a project because yes it probably felt good and it might have been a nice pat on the back for for disney to do it but you know what mm -hmm. they would not have come back if the relationship wasn't good if it didn't work right. if we didn't deliver so as yes as mm -hmm. much as it feels good to do it sort of the first time they come back over and over again because they're working with great talent and they're hiring our talent over and over again uh, i was just uh joking with with victoria alonzo the other day uh, who just got that amazing promotion at, at Marvel. And yep, I said, Hey, you, you keep poaching all of our great talent. She's like, I'm going to keep poaching your talent. And I'm like, please do. That's the whole point. Why we exist. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I've actually had wanted to have Victoria on for a while on this she's, podcast, she's but we'll see. Just a huge, she's very busy these huge, days, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The support's been great and we, we really appreciate the, that partnership. It's been, it's been really, really nice. No, I, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a, this is really, really cool. Uh, okay. Now, Based on the fact that we just said, you know, what I just said to, to that people should contribute and lecture stuff, David, David W., mm -hmm. what could you give someone as an advice? Let's say you, someone says, I would love to come in and I would love to give a lecture on, let's say, lighting uh, to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, teach them the difference between rasterized rendering and ray tracing, right? Like mm -hmm. this, one of those things. What advice would you give to someone who's going to do a lecture about that that would probably uh, be helpful for them going into uh, lecturing people specifically? at uh, exceptional minds i would say come into it with uh the understanding that you're going to have to change up your teaching a little bit um you're going to have to have um some visuals uh, that you can present to them uh, as well as maybe like a like a little bit of like a an outline or something along those lines to help those that are more of a, a visual um a, a visual learner uh, with a uh, with type, or I guess a reader, um, book learner, uh, to help follow along. And then if you give that uh, that demo, uh, just be prepared to have some questions that come up, and you might have someone say, "Hey, can you slow down a little bit?" Or you know, so that that can also be something that could uh, kind of like be surprising a little bit. But just be flexible uh, and just come in and uh, and just 
be prepared to to kind of like work through with with each of the artists uh, at mm-hmm. their at their speed because uh, uh, some some of the artists are going to be a little bit quicker than others uh, picking up the the different technique and uh, and so we you just have to be prepared for that. Right, right. Well, that's that's good. I think that's uh, that's great advice because I think it'd be great for you know for for people to know that they can they can contribute and then make sure that whatever they do contribute does benefit the community mm-hmm. in a lot of a lot of great ways. And if, uh, if anyone's interested, they can just reach out to us. We'd be happy to have them come in and and do like a small presentation someday. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can figure something out for that, whether it's a Zoom uh, or in person. So. Right. How oh, yeah, is it? Yeah. How, how how has you know because you mentioned David that obviously you ha, uh, you you have to go to each person in in person mm-hmm. go through the process depending on what their strength is in terms of their learning process. How has the pandemic affected that uh, for you? Have you been able? Are you still able to do that in a lot of ways? Well, I'm here at the studio every day with all. So the, so it's, you are yeah. physically at the school. Yes. Them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, for us, the the virtual experience has been uh, a really important call for us because it's accelerated our sort of vision for our future. You know, we do intend to, as we talked about earlier, scale and reach more people. We want to break down socioeconomic barriers. We want to break down geographic barriers. And the pandemic, as unimaginable as it has, as it has been around the world, it's given us this sort of challenge to look at things a bit differently and realize that we can serve people remotely and we can serve people virtually. It does not always replace the physical interactions, the socialization and that hand, you know, that sort of hand to hand, so to speak. But it's been really successful for us. And over the last year and a half, we've graduated two classes completely virtually. Um, we just started our fall semester back here um, on premise after 18 months. And there's, you know, first and second year students now were, were, had never been here. So that's been great for them. But at the same time, they've gotten the education and they're really strong. And um, over the summer, we realized that we were serving 28 states in, in four different countries. And we were doing it, like I said, successfully with 20 percent more students enrolled in our part time programs than ever before. So people have an appetite for it and they're seeing it be a success. So it's an area that, while can be challenging from a studio perspective, has really worked well, actually, for us as, as a school. Um, and I think that we're going to look towards the future of having both virtual and on-premise classes and figure out ways where the virtual classes can have some social and physical interaction periodically. So that's, you know, part of that growth plan. But um, I don't want to discount I and mean, we don't want to discount virtual because it's, it's worked really, really well and it's enabled us to serve more people than ever before. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, there's been this talk in the people who are hiring. It's like the the, the new benefit that everyone's looking for is not just healthcare. Mm-hmm. Is can I work from home, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that's what everyone's talking about. And the the what I've, some people have said is like, this is a great opportunity because now I can hire certain people that normally I would say, oh no, you're you're too far away, or I don't want to move away from. You know, there's a guy in London I know who wants to, who hired a bunch of really talented people in Scotland who didn't want to move to London, but you know, it's not that. That that bad, right? So uh, I I think that that also it's an opportunity for 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 education, right? Education suddenly like no, I maybe I don't have to be at on campus, you know, and I can mm-hmm. continue to learn that way, uh, which is a uh, great. And then you can reach out to so many people uh, on the spectrum who's like I can contribute even though I may be in Kansas or or wherever, you know. What I mean, well, you're absolutely right, and you know there there can come with. Uh, with autism, some levels of social anxiety as well. And again, mm-hmm. if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism, so you can't generalize. <laughs> right. But the reality is the distributed workplace is real and there are going to be people at home. There are going to be people on, you know, on a work premise. And what the advantage again with the, with the pandemic has been, we've been able to teach both those on campus and those off campus. And now they have sort of a dual sort of curricular almost background where they've learned in two different places. So they could serve if Disney decides to, you know, want to hire one of our students or grads and uh, they have an option to either work at, at home or on campus. They've learned how to sort of comport and work and learn and both. So I think we've had kind of an, an unforeseen advantage here in how we've taught over the last 18 months to, to give both the on-prem and um, virtual experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. 
Uh, well, listen, uh, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but, uh, but you guys have been an amazing, uh, uh, amazing duo. I would love to, if you guys have any, anything else you want to promote or let people know about before we, we close out this podcast, I'd be great to know, you know, what you guys are, uh, are, are up to or things that are looking forward besides your exceptional growth that you're about to go through. <laughs> We're, we're super psyched about the Sesame Street screening that's coming up in October. So we'll definitely um, have more information to share on that soon. And, yeah. you know, we're, go we're going into our, you know, end of the year fundraising campaign, which is always about, you know, tuition assistance in other areas. Um, and, you know, we're always out there working with, with, you know, all the media companies to secure opportunities for our students. Like I said, this Netflix mentorship program has just begun. And so that's been really exciting. So we want to see that be replicated out in the industry because we've got lots of students and lots of graduates who are excited about being a mentor or being an intern or of course or being mentored and being an intern um and bottom line is listen hiring our amazing graduates the media companies are diversifying their inclusive hiring practices they're getting unexpected creative talent they're getting people who think differently and we're going to keep sort of cultivating that talent as long as you know the studios and the and the, the media companies continue to hire them which they absolutely should how can they not so, right. you know, with that, you know, too many young adults are unemployed with autism and our students are changing that. So help us make that difference. That's that's great. Thank you so much. And I really love that you guys really, you know, make sure that they are well, uh, you know, they don't just go in there blind. You, you, you also help the employees figure out how to to work with people with autism as well, because I think that's also a challenge. Not every, you know, David mm -hmm. kind of got thrown into it, but I apparently he chair, <laughs> he's done very well. Yeah, he's done very, very well. Can you tell, what, what are you, what classes do you teach David, by the way? Well, right now I'm just teaching down the studio. So we're doing compositing, uh, compositing. down there. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that your main, is that your main area of expertise is compositing? Yeah, I do. Compositing is my main, uh, like when I was out freelancing, I was a compositor, um, but I also do 3D uh, stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, good compositors know 3D because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> they, they, they know what's going into the machine. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's so great. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this. This has been uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I, you know, I'd really hope to, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep uh, beating this drum as well, and on my side, and letting people know about what you guys are doing, uh, and seeing, uh, looking for opportunities uh, for people. Say, you know, you guys should contribute uh, in some way or another to this to this program because it's a, it is a great thing. So, thanks so much for doing this, guys. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it, Chris.